Hello everybody, happy Donut Thursday. I hope that you have either already enjoyed your donut this morning or you, you're going to get one uh, to listen to this podcast specifically, but obviously not super likely. Um, anyways, yeah, today I've got I got kind of a plethora of things to talk about. Um, a couple stories and yeah, just, just some stuff that I wanted to kind of touch base on. And then later I want to talk about Ozempic and, and my thoughts, because obviously that's kind of a big thing going on right now. Um, is just everyone kind of wanting Ozempic and the benefits of it. So I wanted to kind of dive into that and what my thoughts are and who I think that it actually is going to be good for. Uh, just so that, yeah, m- not only for, for you guys, but for my own self of being able to verbally process it and um, really try to figure out what I think the use of Ozempic should be in the fitness space. Uh, so yeah, I'll dive into that later. But yeah, for, for now, I kind of want to start with a couple stories. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's just dive right into it. I was on a coaching call yesterday uh, through through NCI. Um, they had one with Mike Milner, who's who's a professional uh, coach, and he, he teaches other coaches how to um, get better at emails specifically. So if you're on my email list um, or if you're in my Facebook group, just be expecting some, some hopefully better emails just from that training specifically. Um, but the biggest thing that he started off touching base on is just this idea of rolling back the curtain and telling you guys everything. Uh, so yeah, being very transparent, and that's something that I'm working on. Not only in like the information that I'm selling, in like telling, sorry, not selling the inter- information that I'm telling, uh, but also just like who I am as a person. I want to be very transparent with you on like, hey, I need to show some more personality. Uh, not only in my content, but but in my podcast as well. I don't want this to just be a podcast where you go on and learn something for 15 minutes. Like, I want you to connect with me and to get to know me a little bit better and to um, feel like I'm talking to you as a person and not just as a potential client um, or as somebody that, that can gain something from me. I just want to be friendly and, and, and hopefully provide someone for you to connect with and to really feel like... Um, I'm understanding where you're at and meeting you where you're at, if that makes sense. So yeah, that's something I'm working on is showing more personality, being more transparent in the way that I run my business. Uh, and yeah, that's going to show itself in, in a few ways throughout this. So yeah, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I posted a picture on Instagram last night uh, saying it was, it was titled, I had Taco Bell for dinner. Uh, and then the next slide was, do I feel guilty? No. Um, so I wanted to kind of go through like, Hey, this is what I ate in the last 24 hours. Uh, because (laughs) I ate a lot of, a lot of food, uh, a lot of good food. And I wanted to like say like, Hey, this is why this is okay. Um, because this is not an average thing. This is not something that people should get into a groove of eating like this for 24 hours. Um, but there is a reason to, to do so. So I want to go back first to, to Tuesday. So today's Thursday, obviously when I'm recording this, I didn't record early. Um, but yeah, I want to go into Tuesday. My goal for calories right now, I'm, I'm maintaining around 20 or 3,200 calories. On Tuesday, I ate 2,672. So I was about 528 calories under. Now, this is the important thing is, hey, my my protein, uh, I'm trying to hit around 200 grams of protein right now. My protein was at 225 grams yesterday, or on Tuesday. Uh, carbs were at 197 and fat was a little high. Fat was at 131. My goal is 125. Um, so yeah, really high on protein, which is good. Uh, higher on fat, moderate carbs. Um, so that's important because that's part of why I said that it was okay for me to, to eat out last night and to have taco John's for dinner. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go through now yesterday, uh, for breakfast, I had, I had my, uh, my protein oatmeal, 
which is absolutely amazing. Let me just dive into this because I think this is something that you guys should have. So I do a, a cup of, of Quaker oats dry. Um, so yeah, don't, don't make the oats before you measure the cup, do a, a cup dry, and then you do a whole milk, a cup of whole milk, mix that in, throw in a few eggs, put that in the microwave for a minute 45. Uh, I think my microwave is a thousand Watts, so I don't know if that's helpful or not, but yeah, put the milk, eggs, oats in the, and mix it all together. I use a fork just to mix it up, put it in the microwave for a minute 45, comes out. I put in a scoop of protein powder right now. I'm using honey protein, or not honey. Uh, I am using honey actually. So, so I'll do a tablespoon and a half of honey. Uh, and then I'll do a scoop of protein powder. And right now I'm using marshmallow protein powder. I think it's rise protein powder, um, which I've heard bad things about their brand, but it's really hard to mess up whey protein. So I'll buy the kind of the cheapest stuff. Um, and then a couple tablespoons of, of organic peanut butter. Uh, so yeah, that's obviously, well, actually yesterday it wasn't organic. It was just Walmart peanut butter. Um, we're, we're trying to ball on a budget right now. Um, and then yesterday for lunch, I ate out. So I had grilled chicken, uh, Mexican rice, guacamole, fresh tomato salsa, and tortilla chips. Uh, so I had some chips and salsa, and then I had a roast campollo, which means rice and chicken in Spanish. And that was about 1,042 calories. The breakfast was 893 calories. And if you want, you want that recipe for that oatmeal, I actually have it on my Instagram. So go ahead and look there. Um, and then for dinner, I had Taco John's, obviously. So I had a meat and potato burrito. Uh, a soft shell taco and a bunch of potato lays um, came out to 1400 calories. So a thousand calorie lunch, uh, 1400 calorie dinner and a 900 calorie breakfast. So I was a little over on calories, but thinking in, or keeping in mind that I was under for, by 500 calories the day before, um, then I was under about 35 grams of protein. Uh, also keeping in mind that I was over the day before about 25. And then I can also compensate today um, with, with, uh, extra protein today, which I will be doing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my day yesterday. And then this morning, uh, as, as seen by the title of this podcast, it's donut Thursdays. So obviously I had to get a donut. I didn't go with the maple frosted today. I actually went with an apple fritter. Um, so yeah, super good, really, really great meal to have. Uh, some that I do every single Thursday. I can't skip out on donut Thursdays. I would have had it been any other day, um, but it's Thursday. So if I was planning to have a donut any other day, I would have said no to that because of the taco Johns I had the night before. But since it's Thursday and I, I have a commitment to this podcast, um, and to, to everyone that's kind of a part of my community, uh, wanted to, wanted to have a donut and really, really, um, stay loyal there. Uh, so that was around 320 calories, just a ton of carbs, 40 carbs, four grams of protein, 14 fat. So it's a horrible macro profile. Um, but it's a donut. So I'm not trying to, trying to say like, Hey, the macros are okay. It's like, well, it's a donut. How good can it be? Uh, it's basically just straight sugar. So yeah, that's my last 24 hours. Um, and yeah, I wanted to talk about that because like, Hey, like I'm pretty lean right now. This is like as lean as I'll get. Usually I'm around 210 pounds. I'm probably right around 8% body fat. Um, I've been down to seven. I don't think I'm there right now. Um, but I don't like to sit at seven because I don't think that's very sustainable. I think you should probably ride around between eight and 12% regularly. And that's kind of where your body's going to be functioning the most and producing the best hormones. Um, but what I'm trying to say is like, Hey, I can sit around 8% body fat, um, and still eat. Like I can still have fun foods that I enjoy. Yesterday I was listening to a podcast and he mentioned Taco Bell, which is, it's actually the Desperado podcast. It's a music and movies podcast. Uh, go ahead and listen to that. It's actually a really good, good episode. He, he highlighted his favorite albums and there's some really good picks there. Um, but yeah, he was talking about how he was going to get Taco, Taco Bell 
after he recorded that podcast and I was sitting there, I was actually mowing a lawn um, and I was like, dang, that sounds really good. And then I call my wife, I'm like, hey, Taco John sounds really good right now. I could definitely go for some potato lays. Got home like, yeah, I'm still still feeling it. Um, and so I did it. And, and something I highlighted in my post was, hey, like, this is for two reasons. One, my macros were okay. I was way under the day before. I had room to go over and I was actually not far off of my calories yesterday. Um, so like I had gotten a decent amount of protein. I had 130 grams of protein at that point. So I knew I could get a solid 30 to 40 more grams of protein with that meal. Um, and I still had about a thousand or 1200 calories left in the day. Um, so I definitely had some room to eat that taco Johns without having to feel horrible about it. <clears throat> so that was the reason number one. Second reason, um, is that I, uh, I knew that if I could push that off even more and then you come to today and I, if I still had that craving of like, man, I really want taco Johns. Uh, and then if that went out another day or something like that, I continue to push it off to where it's like, okay, well now it's 11 o'clock. I'm starving. I don't like, I want to go get Taco John's. And then I'll be like, maybe I'm weaker then. And I'm like, I'm going to get six tacos because I'm absolutely starving. No one's around. It's been a horrible day. Something like that, like where it just turns into a binge if you continue to restrict yourself. So those are the two reasons where I'm like, A, I can, I can really be smart about this and I can do so um, in a way where I'm not going to overeat. I'm going to be able to moderate what I'm eating right now as long as I'm having a meal with my wife and like it's not late and I'm feeling fine. So I'm able to moderate that at the time um, and be like there was room for it. Like I've I felt like I was good enough on my macros um, from the day before and from yesterday. So I was like, OK, this is fine. And then the donut this morning, I mean, you have to just have a donut. I haven't I didn't eat breakfast. So that donut was 320 calories. Like I said, my usual breakfast is 900. So I just won't eat any more breakfast today until lunch, which will leave me much more time to get in a lot more protein. So I'll have I'll have a good uh, 2800 calories left between two meals, um, which is which is plenty to work with to get my protein in. So that's why I think that those two were like, hey, this is like this wasn't just a binge meal or a binge move or a craving move. It's like, this was very thought out. I made sure that I was in a good spot and could, could actually sustain this and, and not feel like I'm, um, trashing my body by doing so. Uh, and I want to be mentally okay with it too, and mentally put myself in a space to succeed. Um, and sometimes that means letting yourself enjoy the cravings, uh, before those cravings get too powerful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to <clears throat> start with that is like, Hey, this is a disclaimer. I'm a nutrition coach. My my like job revolves around nutrition and healthy lifestyles, um, and I still am allowed to have have those foods. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about. So, as we're kind of focusing on transparency, uh, one of the things that I've been dealing with mentally and like emotionally is just like the stress of starting a new business, um, and especially a coaching business where ninety percent of that comes off of like audience and followers and stuff like that. I'm very like me specifically. I hate attention. Like I don't like posting pictures of myself. Uh, I was talking with a client of like, Hey, this is probably rooted in, um, some of my insecurity from when I was overweight and, and unhappy was that I didn't like taking pictures of myself. So now it's like the attention from that is like, man, I really don't want to see myself anymore because I've, I've looked at myself in such a bad light for so long. And when something that like a, like a starting a coaching business, which is um, designed to build off of social media or like your story or something like podcasts, like all of that stuff requires attention on you specifically and for you to perform for people so that they can 
kind of look to you to see some good, helpful information. Uh, and so something that I've had to do is like, Hey, well, first of all, this is actually pretty discouraging because it's like, I've been doing this for six, seven months, eight months, nine months, whatever. I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, and I feel like I haven't gained much traction. And so that can be super discouraging, uh, and something that I've been kind of dealing with, but my focus now is no longer on like, man, I need to get clicks. I need to get likes. Like, no, I just need to like see the people that I'm reaching or that I'm going to reach for. Um, so in my case, I think the main, the main people that I look to is is like busy women, um, with stressful lives and stubborn weight. Uh, so that's something that I, that's my like ideal, like person that I'm kind of seeking because that's people that I think that I can connect with the most. Uh, not that I'm a busy woman with a stressful life, but that I've, I mean, I grew up with three older sisters. Uh, I just, I honestly like that's something that I've, um, been good at like growing up was like, I felt like I was, um, better at communicating with women for some reason. I think it's part of that sensitivity towards, I can see how you're feeling. I know like what that like looks like. And I can kind of read that a little more because I just grew up with older sisters. So naturally, um, older women is something that I feel like I've had the most experience communicating with. Uh, and so to me, it's like, okay, what are the issues that are happening? How can I connect my story to that? And how can I reach the pain that they're seeing and help with that? So how, like from a distance, how can I see like, okay, um, if you're struggling with being overweight, where does that, where does that come out at? And it's like, okay, well, this comes out in like joint pain or like lack of, lack of sleep quality, um, or or poor decision-making or lack of discipline. It's like, okay, now how can I speak to that and provide help to somebody that's struggling with that internally? Um, or even like, I know the mental side of it is hard and that's something that I've dealt with. And that's probably part of, um, why I feel so comfortable talking with older women and just men that struggle with body image issues because I've dealt with that my whole life. I've been through the eating disorders. I've, I've dealt with the depression. I've dealt with the trauma that comes from people saying specific things that just stick with you for years and years and years. I can relay comments that were told to me when I was eight or nine years old and I can tell you exactly what they said and exactly how I responded. And and I just like, those are the things that just keep coming in your head when you're down. Um, and so I think everyone feels that I think men are maybe a little bit less, less aware, um, of those feelings and they try to shove it down. And it wasn't until I actually had to lose the weight that I understood that there was so much rooted in that. Um, but I think women are hyper aware of that, um, and really think about it all the time and continue to dwell on that. Whereas men just shove it down. And so that's where I feel like I have the space to speak is like, okay, I'm aware of this. Uh, and I'm, I've been through it. Whereas a lot of coaches haven't, haven't been overweight. Some of them have been fit their whole lives. But, but for me, I have an opportunity, um, to explain like how that feels and how I can seek that and how I can, how I can speak to that and what was helpful for me in processing that. Um, so yeah, that's where I see like the mindset that I use to go into, um, social media now is like, how can I provide value and provide help to the people that are in the position that I was in? Uh, and so, yeah, that's been discouraging because there's, there's, yeah, it it takes a long time to really build like trust, uh, to build a relationship, to build connection with people. And that's kind of what you need to, to grow in an audience is to build those things. Um, so I've been really discouraged the last like few weeks of like, man, I feel like I'm doing so much, but getting so, so little results, 
Um, so yeah, I want to dive into a couple stories, um, that I, that helped me even the last 24 hours, something that I've kind of been, like I said, dwelling on is like this lack of courage and and lack of, um, motivation. So these stories have been super huge in, in the way that I've been able to, um, to help with that. So like I said, I was kind of just discouraged in general over kind of the whole process. And, and yeah, that's something that I've been, like I said, dealing with the past couple of weeks is just um, low motivation and, and feel like I'm not getting as much return as I'm putting in. Um, but then a couple of things happened in the last 24 hours that were super encouraging. Um, so Tuesday night, I had a, a client text me and was like, man, like, we need to drop calories. Like I'm gaining, we're, we're in the reverse dieting process. Um, he's like, we need to drop calories. I feel like somebody commented on my gut today and how it's growing. Uh, first of all, whoever did that, that's a terrible thing to say to anyone. Don't comment on somebody's gut or ask if they're gaining weight. That's awful. Um, but yeah, he's like, my gut's growing. I've noticed it. Like my shirts just wrap around my gut more and, and yeah, I'm gaining weight. We need to drop calories. I can't keep doing this. Like we can't keep going up in calories because I know I'm like gaining a bunch of fat in my stomach. And, and so, yeah, I was like, I was like a little like, dang, like, cause I was broken up a little bit of like, man, I'm going to lose this client. Like we've been doing so much, like we've made so much progress and now it's all going to, um, go to waste, uh, because I feel like I'm like, man, I, did I do something wrong? Did I suggest the wrong thing? Whatever. Anyways, told him, he's like, we'll talk about it tomorrow on the phone. I'm like, yep, that sounds great. I will be processing through that. And so I initially was like, man, maybe it's bloating. Like, I don't think we've last time I heard he hadn't gained any weight or anything. Um, and he talked about all these strength gains and he's seeing size in his arms and shoulders, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> we got on the phone and he said he'd check his weight the night before. So he checked his weight. We got on the phone. I asked him about his weight. And he's like, man, it's the exact same. And I'm like, okay, interesting. And, and he's like, here's what I think is happening. He's like, I have been gaining so much muscle. My shoulders have gotten broader. My arms are huge. So my shirts have significantly less room to like hold anything else because it's so tight on the top that it just squeezes everything else. And so he's like, so I think that because my arms and shoulders have grown so much, it's just tighter on my gut. Like it's just tighter on my lower pecs, which makes my belly look bigger. And I'm like, you know what? I deal with the same thing. I <laughs> shirts don't fit me right because my body's just a little bit different than everybody else's. Uh, and so we're like, yep, that's the solution. Like you've gained, you haven't gained any weight. You've gained a ton of strength. So if you're gaining strength without gaining weight, that means that it's muscle. You can't gain, you can't gain fat and strength and not gain any weight at the same time. So that's just a solid recomposition, which means that we've been doing everything with his body. Right. Um, so that was the thing that was super encouraging of like, man, like I was stressed. I like, right when I was feeling like maybe this isn't for me, this isn't my path. Then this happens. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> this is a testament to the fact that like what I'm doing works. I know what I'm doing. Uh, no matter what people say or no matter how people take it. Like I, I was confident that I made the right decisions. Um, and then we got on the phone and, and yeah, obviously all, all doubt in the decisions that I'd made or how I'd led him was, was gone. Uh, so that was great. Super encouraging story. And then this morning I actually had a call with a client um, and we had, we'd been kept missing each other. We were playing phone tag a little bit this week, um, but we got on the phone and she, we had our whole conversation just about calories, what we we're kind of doing for the week, what the goals were, long time plans uh, for a cut, and all this stuff. Um, and then at the end of the conversation, she's like, "Hey, this is what I want to tell you. Take it as a, take you take it as you will." Um, but I I have a Facebook group that I've been building for five years, 
And she said, in the in the first couple of years of that group, I felt like I wasn't making any any difference. She said I was continuing to just post in it and, and just share my information, all this stuff for for a year or two. Felt like nobody was responding, very little comments, very few likes, not very many people joining the group, whatever. And she's like, and then I would I would see the people that were in the group on the streets or whatever in my community. And they would say, like, you have no idea what this has done for me, like what your posts mean to me every single day, how they've impacted me, um, how they've made my days. And so that's something that she was like, so I want to encourage you, like when it seems like there's not much growth um, or that you're speaking to yourself or that nobody's there, just know that people are seeing that and just aren't responding. So people are seeing that, understanding the information. There's people that look forward to your posts. There's people that appreciate your information but they just may not be saying something. And so that was super encouraging for her because she was just like, hey, like when you're in those times where you're just having so many negative thoughts, use that to drive yourself forward. Like use those negative thoughts and motivate yourself to work harder because of those, because know that those negative thoughts are not reality. Um, So yeah, just a really like wild conversation as I was feeling that, like it just felt like a gift from God of like, man, like keep trying, keep going at this. Like it's, it's for you. You're making a difference. Just continue to, to be doing things and continue to post, continue to be consistent and let that negativity drive you forward. Um, so yeah, that was super helpful. So those like, it was just a really cool experience to be so stressed and anxious about, um, not seeing as much growth as I was anticipating and all of this stuff. And then have these two stories kind of like, Hey, a, the, the anxiety of you, not being a good coach, like that's not true. Like, you know what you're doing. Um, and that's what that first client told me was like, Hey, you know what you're doing? Like he didn't, he didn't say that, but I'm saying that whole situation told me like, you know what you're doing despite maybe the, the weird results or something like that. Like, you know how this works. Science is science. You can't break what, what has been built by God to, to form the body and how it works. And then be like, people are seeing that and people are like seeing the information that you're putting out there and you're putting out valuable things. And so those are, yeah, super helpful stories, super encouraging for me um, and a new motivation to continue to move forward despite the the insecurity there of um, not seeing results as fast as I wanted to. Uh, so, yeah, those are the two two biggest things that have happened in the last 24 hours that just were super helpful. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah, really grateful for, for those two clients and the way that they've kind of shaped um, me in the last few weeks, too, of just uh, growth in, in my coaching ability and just in my personal ability to, to be a good, uh, a good, a good person to look for and to look to for, for helpful information. Um, so yeah, let's, let's move on to Ozempic. Uh, if you listen to mind pump, which I'm sure a lot of you do, because that's a very, uh, very common podcast for people in the fitness industry. And, and a lot of my clients found me through mind pump because I'm an NCI coach. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into Ozempic. Yeah, so like I said, Mind Pump released an episode over Ozempic, uh, and they talked about with Dr. Seeds kind of kind of the helpful helpful parts of Ozempic and, and the effects that it has on the person and how it kind of reshapes the habits and mindset of those who take it. Um, but the the thing that keeps coming up in my head is, hey, this <laughs> this is super helpful for people that are overeating um, and have bad habits when it comes to food and just constantly are eating whatever they see in sight. Um, or have, like I said, bad habits when it comes to like soda, um, or sweets every morning, something like that when they're continued or continuing to eat these things without trying to make a difference. 
Um, but something that's interesting about about the clients that I've worked with is that I've had uh, a, a lot of clients in the last six months, um, and I don't think there's any of them that have came to me with just an issue with overeating. And so a lot of people, uh, what they do and what I've talked about a, a ton of times is just the fact that they will get into these, like people are aware that they're unfit, and especially women are aware that they're unfit um, and unhealthy. And what they'll do is try to go after these diet fads because these are con- like consistently marketed towards women uh, like keto, Atkins, uh, stuff like carnivore, Whole30, 75 hard, very, very marketed towards women. And so what they do is they continue to do these diets and they spend long periods of time in a cut. They see results initially, um, but then they try to stick with it to continue to get these results or they overdo cardio. So they're in a crazy calorie deficit for six months due to, hey, I'm doing cardio every day for an hour plus eating like 1200 calories. Um, so their metabolism adapts to such low calories that they're, they're coming to me and they're eating between 12 and 1600 calories on average. And that's, that's true for most of my clients is that they come to me with that. Um, and I would never want to cut a woman lower than 1500 calories, like on a cut. Um, so if they're coming to me at 1200 calories, okay, well, if I'm going to cut you at 1500 calories, we better get you up to 2000. And so if somebody like that was like, Hey, I'm 20 pounds overweight, I need to lose this weight. Ozempic keeps being marketed to people that are trying to lose weight. Uh, I'm going to go get on that for six months. And so what they do is they get on Ozempic and then they're eating 1,200 calories regularly. Um, and then they get on Ozempic, like I said, and and now they're at like 800 calories on a daily basis. And then they get down to 700. It's like, okay, well, you're just starving yourself. Like you're not eating anything. And Ozempic is kind of shaping your mind and, and taking away your appetite that already was pretty low. Um, and so my fear going into, uh, Ozempic becoming more popular and, and for this stuff to, to really start to blow up is just that people are going to take Ozempic that are not overeating, that have actually spent a lot of time under eating and their metabolism has adapted to be super low. And so my fear, like I said, is just that those people are going to starve themselves even more. And I don't know what happens after that. What if somebody's coming to them eating 800 calories, takes Ozempic and then just stops eating. And then they start kind of getting into this like routine of, Hey, like now I'm having an eating disorder because of Ozempic plus this other body insecurity, plus these diets that I've been doing for the past six months. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on Ozempic. And and I know that was short and brief. I don't know enough, um, to really make a decision, but like my, like I said, I'm kind of just spouting my fears a little bit of like, Hey, this maybe not is not right for the people that it's being marketed towards and that they need to be more careful about how they market this um, because it's not just for everyone's weight loss. It's for weight loss for people that are overeating and have been overeating for a long period of time and need to make some big changes. But like I said, a lot of my clientele has come to me already under eating and I've had to work them back through a reverse diet to a place that's actually sustainable. And so, like I said, I don't think that Ozempic is an answer for most people that are trying to lose weight. I think it's the small amount of people that are just overeating. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, if you have any questions about that, let me know. Or if you have any more information to share with me, let me know. Cause I, I don't know enough about, um, Ozempic or anything like that. So I, I've, I've literally just listened to that podcast and done a little bit of research and, and understood a little bit of how it works. Um, but yeah, if you have any, any other like things that I maybe said that's wrong, let me know. And, and yeah, I will, I will gladly correct myself um, as I'm not fit to, to necessarily answer that question, nor am I a, a practitioner that's able to prescribe anything like that. Not that it needs a prescription anymore. Um, 
So yeah, if you have any questions about anything I talked about, please reach out to me, SolomonFarner1 at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, threads at TSFarnerCoach. Um, you can go to my website, SolomonFarner.com. Join my Facebook group, Donut Thursdays. I'm trying to build that up as much as I can right now. So yeah, jump in that Facebook group if you'd like. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions for me or are interested in my coaching, go to SolomonFarner.com and book a call there, or you can just go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio, um, and that'll lead you to any route that I've got. Um, but yeah, until next time, I will probably talk to you before Thursday, as I'll probably release a couple of Donut Holes episodes as I see fit. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. And until next time, I will talk to you on Monday or Tuesday.